Hello. Hey. Welcome I thought, to. I thought we were just grooving there. Oh, I know you were. <laughs> I gotta totally admit that anytime I really want to know what Post Malone is saying, I gotta look up the lyrics. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can figure it out. Ever since this song comes out, Matt's like, we gotta get a G Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mercedes uh, SUV. Yeah. 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 Is that the boxy one that yes. looks like you're either rich or you're carrying around some mercenaries who yes. are about to jump out with machine guns and it, take care of business? That's exactly right, yes. Yeah. I wonder how reliable those are. <laughs> I, I guess know. if you if you're buying G wagons, you don't care about that kind of thing, right? Reliability? You're just like, well, no. You just you bring it to the dealership and drop some fat stacks to get it fixed up. That's right. Oh yeah, Uh yeah. Here we are, podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's uh, Tucker and Mora, along with our producer Chris Bundes, who, by the way, had a big day on the air with us yesterday, and uh, I wondered if there was any fallout. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, um, Bundes, and I think we discussed it in our last podcast, is he was on his way to Miami for a long weekend, and it was his friend's bachelor party. It was all dudes who are apparently all handsome, and uh, <laughs> and, and Bundes being the only real single person there was wanted to make sure he didn't uh, wasn't outshined by the people who were taken. Right. So you were prepping and fasting and getting your body as cut as it could be and all that kind of stuff and then you went yeah i went and then it looked like um from my perspective an absolute nightmare of a vacation <laughs> i wouldn't really call it a vacation no yeah and that's the unfortunate part well yeah i mean like vacations you you go to relax you go to reset you know you you've been working hard at work and you want that time off to just recharge yourself this was not that no i need a vacation from the vacation yeah yes. no kidding yeah this was balls to the wall let's try and act like we're 17 year old savages again with deeper pockets now because we're in our 30s right but we can't recover the same way that we used to <laughs> okay i want to give you an idea of what it would is what it was like for bundes just based on what i saw is that you guys are constantly uh first of all making fun of each other teasing each other mm-hmm. and pulling pranks on each other to a point where there's no point where you can relax. Like this, <laughs> there's probably not a moment on this trip where you can just close your eyes and chill out in the sun because somebody's going to dump something on you <laughs> or spit on you. Or worse yet, uh, based on the Instagram videos you're posting, people were going to light you on fire. <laughs> I saw at least two, maybe three videos of people using uh, aerosol cans and lighting them on fire yes. and pointing them at people. Yeah, I think we set it off about four or five times the fire alarm. Yeah. But just to give you an example of how crazy my friends are, I got sunstroke over the trip. Mm-hmm. Like first too, day, right? First day, drinking too much in the sun, didn't didn't think it would do anything to me. Of course, I get sunstroke. So by the second night, it hits me. Like, yeah. I get the nausea. All that. And I say, guys, I got to go back to the hotel. It's about midnight at this point. I got I got to throw up. I got to go deal with this, and then I'll come back out and meet wherever you guys are. Get back to the hotel. Start throwing up. And- oh, my <laughs> oh, my God. Like, right now, I'm, I'm not having fun if no, this is me. No, worst time ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're puking. You're puking. It's ugly. Uh <laughs> About an hour goes by of that, and I text the guys back. I'm like, "Sorry, guys, I, I need, I can't come out. I need to. Just yeah, you're done. I need you're to sleep done. You're done. Off. Yeah, you're yeah. sick. You've been drinking too much. You You've can end up in the, in the hospital with yeah. sunstroke. Yeah. yeah. So later that night, 
No, I can't wait to hear what they did. It's about four a.m. when they when they show back up at the hotel. I'm lying in bed. I'm sick. I'm 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 half asleep. The door kind of creaks open, and I slowly slowly start to come to, and I see these guys with like towels wrapped around their their faces, hiding their faces, um, and a flaming piece of I don't know what, and, <laughs> and they drop it on my chest. So, so they, my, oh, my something's chest, flammable. Something is on fires on it, your I chest. I was paper towels or, or something, okay. something on it. They light it on fire and they come in the room and they drop it on my chest and I start freaking out. Yes. It falls onto the bed, lights the bed sheets up. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so I'm, now the bed's on fire. Now okay. The bed's on fire. So I'm stomping on that yeah. and getting even more nauseous as I'm doing this. Yeah, because so this is after a night of throwing up. That they're doing this to you. As soon as I put that out, I run over to the washroom, I throw up again, come back to the bed, then they all jump on me and start like giving me like the elbow and the wrestling me. And I'm like, guys, are you uh, serious right uh, now? Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, everybody. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> Those are the people cheering the Leafs on down at Maple Leaf Square. Or is that Bundes' hotel room in Miami? Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like my hotel room. I mean, that doesn't sound like fun to no. me. That you paid money to be on this trip, and then they're just ruining your—you know—the moment you're trying to recover from all of this. But you're—you seem okay with it. Yeah, it, it, this trip, I think, for all of us, is not something we ever really want to do again. Like a trip like that. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, you're but, done. You guys are done. Yeah. But in a week from now, when we're all recovered, I think it's one of those things that we'll look back on and go, "That was that was." Remember that time where Bundes was throwing up, and then we came in and we lit him on fire. Yeah. Like, just imagine if you had to go to the hospital with like third degree burns or something. Would yeah. you guys still be friends? Because I'd be like, uh, "What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. You lit me on fire. Yeah. People die when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'd still be friends. Oh. Oh my god. God, man! And so, it, I someone had to have been filming that. Uh, have you seen video of that? I have video of it of you being lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't post that video. It's, it's, it's too much. Too eh? much yeah. it's too much. Yeah, it's too graphic. <laughs> are you? Oh, are you naked in it too? I'm naked in it. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, see, that's the other thing. You're buck naked and vulnerable, you know? It doesn't stop them, though. No. It sounds like my nightmare. It sounds like hazing, you know, that you hear about in frats or on sports teams in the States. Yeah, it totally does. It seems like an initiation weekend to join some exclusive club where after you do this, you get to do it to everyone else for five more years as they join up. Yes. Well, it was all all peer pressure the whole night. Everybody's, like, trying to upstage everybody else's level. So the first day we got there, the rule was nobody was allowed to go home until... Until somebody got kicked out of a bar. And if you didn't get kicked out of the bar, like you had to go to an after hours and you had to take it till the next morning. Like you had to keep going until oh. somebody got kicked out. How many people, how many guys were there? Five? Uh, there was six of us in total. Okay. How many people threw up at some point over the uh, course of the weekend? Uh, nobody. Just oh, me. just you, Just eh? me because of the Because of the, of the lightweightness wow. of your uh, <laughs> ability to Maybe party. Maybe you deserve to be set on fire. Seriously, now that I think about it, you're like the anchor for the fun. You know, like they were having a great time and all of a sudden you threw out the a- the anchor and slowed it all down. I have sunstroke, everybody. Uh, I need to go back to the hotel. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe maybe they were in the right. Exactly. <laughs> Bundes is sleeping. What? What What did this weekend cost you all in? Like, I'm talking flights, hotels, spending money and everything. I think be Combined with all of us, I think we spent around... No, no, you you alone. like Just over three grand. 
But I'm, is that the hotels and flying and everything? Oh, with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like closer to four grand then. So $4,000. Do you know what kind of epic vacation you could take for $4,000? <laughs> like that's any Sandals resort. No problem. Yeah, but and not then everyone's some. idea of a perfect vacation is going to a Sandals resort. No, but resort. I'm just, I'm putting it into perspective. You could have everything you want, eat like a king for seven days straight. Right. And, and still... Uh, only spend maybe twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars or whatever. Bundes doesn't want to look around and see the same people all week. Yeah, all week. Oh yeah, which he brings wants, us to our next part. He right? wants to see new people. You want yeah. to be partying with other people who are like minded. And speaking of which, did you ever find people who are like minded? And this is why I brought up the whole. I wonder if there are any repercussions about the conversation we had on the radio. So without fully knowing how many people Bundes managed to like make out with on his trip to Miami, um, Mora decided to give him a gong that he could play for every person that he had an encounter with. Mm -hmm. And this is not saying that he went like, uh, you know, did a full home run with each of them, but like different people that he had an encounter with. Okay. And this is what happened on our radio show. I've arranged to have a gong for Bundus, and I want you to hit the gong for every lady you hooked up with. So you were successful. Now, how many nights were you there? Three. 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 Four. Five. Five. Oh, my God. Six. Six. You're a liar. There was a potential seventh. What, the pilot? (laughs) (laughs) The customs guy? Yeah, like, how would you even have time for that? Um, okay, so you managed to kind of like link up with six different women over the course of four days, three nights. Yes. So we're talking like encounters that would have happened in the afternoon at like a beach party and then later on at the clubs. And uh, these were all people who were consenting adults in the same frame of mind of you as you, which was you're just down there to party. Yeah, everybody, everybody at South Beach is is very much on. Like, they're on their own vacation. There, there were so many other bachelor parties and bachelorette parties going on there. Um, people traveling, and everybody's looking to have a good time. Everybody wants to make mistakes in Miami. Oh, okay. okay so it's almost like a Vegas mentality, right? It's very similar. Except what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happened in Miami ended up on our show. <laughs> and you talked about hooking up with six people. We had a call from somebody, and I can even play that if you want. It was pretty quick. So this was Stephanie that we spoke with on her show after you announced that you had linked up with six women. All I have to say is, ew. Like, I'm absolutely repulsed. <laughs> but if everybody's on the same page, is it oh, so wrong? I'm saying, like, all those dirt germs between strangers. <laughs> Pick one girl for four days and enjoy. Yeah, I... So, you know... That was kind of the reaction a little bit. Mm-hmm. Other people were probably jealous, like, oh, my God, I wish I could go on vacation and, like, <laughs> make out with six people right. and beyond. <laughs> and a potential seventh. <laughs> and a potential seventh. <laughs> what was the potential seventh? We didn't get that on the uh, air, but what was it? Yeah, why ha- why didn't... Happened? What went wrong that you weren't able to lock that one down? Okay, so we're, uh, we're at this bar called Mangoes, and uh, there's a bachelorette party there, and... The bride-to-be took a liking to me, and she started dancing with me and getting real close. Oh. And there was no part of you that was like, this is totally inappropriate because she's going to be marrying someone? I mean, it crossed my mind, Okay, but you're not in that frame of mind right now. 
You're uh, partying, having a good time. You're not thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not your problem. It's, it's not your problem. Getting married, going, right? She should be thinking about it, but but um, the maid of honor, I think it was, was kind of like watching me the whole time. Oh, okay. So every time I, I was, she had I, a spotter. Yeah. She had a spotter, making sure she didn't do anything probably that she regretted. This, probably the same thing you were doing for your buddy who's getting married. You were watching him, making sure he wasn't making any mistakes. I didn't have to because he, he, I mean, like he was having fun, but he, he, he loves, he loves his wife so much. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fiance so much. He was not in that kind of, he didn't Well, he didn't to need anything. to because he was living vicariously through you the entire weekend. <laughs> okay. So she, she was married and it didn't end up going to the next step because the, her friend stepped in and pulled her away? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Intervention. You weren't going to stop it from happening. Uh, or maybe you would have. Who knows? I don't want to make you uh, out to be a bad guy. I, I would have I, I would have really made sure that's what she wanted to do if, before crossing that line. Mm. Okay. So when you announce on the radio that you've linked up with six people, is there any fallout from um, like maybe your friends' girlfriends or wives or maybe uh, like your anyone in your life? Um, I thought I was going to get some text messages from like some girlfriends around here, but mm-hmm. the the really the only one was my dad. My dad was super disappointed oh. in me. Oh. Did he call you or? No, he was listening live while we, while we were talking about it, and I was getting live like text messages from him. Oh no! First one was better not be six. Three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> this is like live as it's happening. Disease. Two exclamation Just points. Just disease. Just the word disease. <laughs> oh, Dad. Uh, this isn't sad enough. Hang on. <laughs> okay. What else? Then he goes. Too much. Can't listen anymore. Too much sharing. Listeners will be turned off. Aww. That was damaging to your reputation. Too silly. Not happy at all. Oh, oh man. Dad. And I haven't spoken to him since. Really? Oh, did you respond to the texts? Uh, no, not really. Not really. Like, there's, what can I say to that? It's like, sorry, Dad. Like, Let you down, Dad. Oh, that sucks in a way, right? Yeah. Oh. So is this something that's happened before where he's like, heard you do something on the radio? Because, I mean, you've worked on the John Derringer show for years, and I know you've done things on there. Uh, yeah, um, he's definitely been disappointed in, in me several times. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your sexual choices? Is that it? It's a sore spot for him, maybe? I mean, he, I, he, he was like me growing up, too. But I guess, I mean, I, I assume if I was in his position and I had a son that was doing things like what I was doing, partying, drinking, acting like an animal, like, I'd be looking at my kid going, like, what's wrong with you? Grow up. Be mature. Right. Mm. Um, Is your dad and mom still married? Yes, they're still together. They're still together. Huh. All right, well. <laughs> you <laughs> it's know, a bit th- of a bummer. I, I feel like we've... I, I mean, I, that's a dad thing, right? That's a parent thing, I, of course. I've, I've let down my mom before. She... Uh, she heard me uh, I was doing voiceovers for a show on much more music where it was basically in one segment comparing the cock size of uh, Tommy Lee and who else in music is supposed to have like a large 
Um, Milton Berle? I don't, I don't, I don't know. even remember I mean, who the he other... He does. I, I know him. I don't even remember who the other character oh, was. Oh, you know, John Hamm. Maybe, but he's not in music. Yeah, no, John Hamm is John Hamm. classic pictures of him online. Was with? I don't remember. But my mom ended up watching the episode that I did this voiceover for. And she left me a voicemail that was like, her voice was trembling. And she was like, if you needed money, why didn't you just ask? There will be repercussions. <laughs> and then she hung up the phone. And I didn't speak to her for two weeks. And then finally we spoke and she had cooled down. And all you did was read a script, a script. in a voice booth yes. that you got paid for and were just happy to be making some extra cash. Yeah, well, I guess if I needed money, I should have just asked. It was crazy. Moron. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> there will be repercussions. It's exactly what it sounded like. I really wish I would have saved the voice, uh, mm. the voice message. But yeah, I think I think we've all been there where we disappointed family members by something we said on the air. I've never heard anything. Really? Nothing's come back to me yet. I'm sure, like, there's stories I've told that you know that your mom doesn't like or my dad or something or yeah yeah i don't know but i've never been nobody's ever reprimanded me <laughs> for anything that i've said really you're so lucky but my you know my family's sort of off limits like there's not i don't really go down that road my wife i'll talk about i certainly talked about my kids for a long time and now i have to be careful because they're you know my my one oldest daughter is almost a teenager now yeah. so i can't say anything that's going to embarrass her Mm-hmm. Or really, it's not fair, you know, because she's not, she didn't volunteer for this. Yeah. Uh, it's my thing. I don't mind sharing stuff from my life, but I shouldn't be sharing stuff from other people's lives yep. who didn't sign up for it. But um, anyway, it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll get over it. Well, sorry about that, Mr. Bundus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, I feel like we gave the wrong impression to people that like every encounter was, you know, full on. Well, you know, they don't know the backstory yet either. I was talking to Bundus after and I'm like, you know, it's a shame that people don't know that you feel like you were unattractive in high school. And now. <laughs> but I was. It's like I didn't you feel like I, mean? I was. I mean, that's backstory right there. You know, people who all of a sudden become attractive in their 20s and they have experience of feeling unattractive. That's a. I felt that way, too. I totally can relate to that. What is your record for makeouts in remember, a short period of time? Remember when you and I first met? What? How did you describe me? I hate this way. You said used to say about me, you seem like somebody who would like to have a really good time. No, I seem like, no, I think, and I didn't mean it in a negative way. You seemed like the type of person who was up for anything. Right. Well, Meaning what the like, hell does that, that mean? That means like it's, uh, and I've, by the way, I'm so wrong by this, at least wrong now. But it used to be like, hey, we should, uh, you know, we're at a staff party. It's 11. Let's go here instead. And Mara would be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like Mara was always the one to be like, go along with it. Yeah. Hey, let's go smoke hash in Mara's basement apartment. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I mean, like you were up for anything. Up for anything. When we were partying. And I wasn't, you know, I was with my wife, Deb, at the time. And there was no, I didn't mean it in any sexual way. Okay. But I think it could come across that way. Yeah. Maybe with the, you know words i chose yeah i loved making out with people i really did i love a good makeout sesh 
So how many, best. what was, do you think your record for makeouts oh, in a month? In a, in a mo- 30 day period? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, that's a crazy question. I don't know. I, it wouldn't be Bundus numbers. You're just going to make me look bad next to Bundus. Okay. Um, but more know. than, have you ever made Maybe out? four. Okay. Have you ever made out with more than one person in one day? Uh, maybe, yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. Have you? No. Oh, man. Oh, man, I am like, uh, yeah, I got n- all my experiences with a few people. Yeah. Yeah, and, but I'm okay with that. Like, I don't feel like I... Play the sad music, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I really missed out on a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky that I, I, you know, still attracted to my wife to this day and... You missed her, Bunda. She was in last week. She popped by. Of course. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's good that you missed her. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near her. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't have... Uh, and I, you know what? I, there were opportunities that I passed on uh, in a lot of cases. Like at least three. <laughs> Where people, in one you know, week? One week? Two weeks? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, for some reason, I was always kind of looking for a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, there were sure I've had some one night stands and stuff like that, but not a lot. But three people said, let's just have a casual encounter. And you said, no, I, I oh, want something more serious. That's a good question. Uh, you know, there were some girls that I knew liked me that I wasn't super interested in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel right about um, like hooking up with them. Right. And then having, it just seemed like it was going to be so complicated and I wasn't skilled enough to know how to break up with people. Yeah. And so I passed on it. But usually it was because I was interested in somebody else and I was kind of getting somewhere. Right. And then, you know, find out somebody else likes me and I'm thinking, ah, what do I do? (laughs) I remember as soon as I met Deb, there was this girl who lived across from me uh, in London. I had this, uh, lived upstairs of a house and there was a little back deck and they had, were upstairs of the house next door and they had a back deck and we were probably a couple of feet away and she was super hot. Uh And it turns out her mother was uh, a teacher of mine in Montreal when I went to John Abbott College. Anyway... I feel like just as I started dating Deb, that all of a sudden this girl, like there was a night where I think something maybe could have happened, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was new with Deb. You didn't want to screw that up. I didn't want to screw that up. Wasn't Deb living in a different city? Yeah. Like, and it was so new, but I still am not the type of person to take advantage of those situations. Right. I'm too loyal and I'm too uh, long-term, I guess. Yeah. That would be, yeah. And I wonder how I would be if Deb walked out on me tomorrow. You know, and said, oh, I need a change in my life. And I was single again. How I would approach that mm. if I'd be different in this stage of swiping right. Because I think of the whole time I lived in Saskatchewan, which was uh, almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I was without a girlfriend for most of it. And I didn't know a lot of people and I didn't have a lot of friends and I didn't really have a social circle to meet people. If I would have had Tinder, you know what my life would have been like then. Do they have Tinder in Saskatchewan? I, they still don't have it yet, but it's coming next year. <laughs> Oh, man, that place is awful. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hated... I mean, it was neat to live there for maybe two months of the year and a half I was there. Yeah. To see, you know, to drive through the prairies and see the fields blooming. Yes. But, my God, they, although are very friendly... And maybe we've had this discussion before, but it's just that, like, some people are just backwards there. Right. I remember when I moved there, I had an earring. And... um, 
And so I'm at this bar. There were only two bars in this crappy little town that I worked in called Rosetown, Saskatchewan. One was part of a restaurant. The other was part of a hotel. Okay. So we're at the uh, Motor Inn, I think it was called. And there was a couple of pool tables and it was sort of a busy-ish Friday night. And I go up and there's all these farmers, rich farmers too, making tons of dough. Oh, wow. And But still redneck. And I said to this one guy, oh, are you done with the table? And he looked at me and goes, what are you, some kind of fag? You know, like, and because I had an earring. Oh, my God. And I was just like, man, where am I? You know, yeah, like. Yeah, I didn't think that stuff happened oh, in Canada. I had this down vest from Mountain Equipment Co-op. Everyone in Ontario owned one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. everyone. And it was like uh, that scene in Back to the Future when Marty McFly goes back in time and he's wearing a vest and people are like, hey, nice life jacket. Like people made fun of me all the time. People I worked with. Because, because of the vest? Because I was like a city kid out in rural Saskatchewan. The town only had 2,900 people in oh it. Oh, my God. It had a video store, which is about all the entertainment I could afford. I was making $1,400 a month. Uh, does that make sense? Was fourteen hundred a month? Yeah, that's that's not a lot. Yeah, no, I feel like that was before taxes too. Wow. Like it was, I made nothing. I had to take a loan to buy a VCR because <laughs> I wanted a hi-fi VCR. Oh I had to go, God. you know, one of those buy now, pay later. Yes. T- I think I paid for that VCR for three years <laughs> until it was all done. You know, fifteen bucks a month, probably like thirty percent interest or something ridiculous. Oh. God. Anyway, I, it why was, did you stay there for so long? Well, I stayed in this small town for seven months, and then I got a job in Regina, which was like moving on up for oh, me. Because okay. uh, my cousin worked at a radio station there and kind of got me an in. And then I just, I was quickly trying to find my way back to Ontario. Well, and then I got a job in London, and, and everything got better. You had no time for ladies in Regina. Either. Oh, I had lots of time, <laughs> but I had no one interested in me. Right. It's that earring and your life preserver. I know. It turns out <laughs> they weren't ready for it. No. It's funny to think of you as like an uh, avant-garde I, style oh, guy. I, know, I, I know. can't picture it. I'm sorry. I know. It's so true. <laughs> like, when am I ever leading the way in yeah, fashion? Never. And I was that one time in my life. And you know what? Something I've learned, it's not fun being the first person. No. You know, the first person to wear wide leg jeans? My buddy Ryan. I still remember to this day, we made fun of him incessantly. Yes. And then, of course, you know, uh, 11 months later, we all had wide leg jeans. Yeah. Who did you used to call me when I would wear these glasses? Oh, Two uh, years ago. What, uh, were they pedophile glasses or serial killer glasses? <laughs> you would rotate between okay. the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're giant, they're giant aviator glasses. It looks like you're going to the gun range. <laughs> Yeah, but and now, you're gonna fire a rifle. Now long they're distance. pretty badass. Right? Yeah, I still not. I still don't love that style uh. of glasses. I know they're popular. There's some fashions I don't jump on board. I like those other new ones you bought. Those pink ones are really cool. Oh, well, thank you. Anyways. Anyways. Like many podcasts we do, this has taken some twists and turns. So there were some things that I thought we could get to. I don't even know if we have time now. Uh, one of them was a pretty scary brain scan that. Uh, Ariana Grande put out on social media. I don't know if you saw this. I did see this. Yeah. So she was comparing her brain with what they consider to be a healthy brain and showing just how much post-traumatic stress her brain has suffered since the bombing in Manchester, which I believe is in and around, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of Mm -hmm. it. 
And uh, and you sh- like a normal brain has in the scan she shows has a little bit of color here and there of these areas, and then hers, which shows the post traumatic stress that she suffered, um, is f- lit up. Yeah. And she, you know, she's basically saying like, not a joke. This is my brain and not ready to even talk about it now, but I will maybe one day. Oh, I don't even know if I've heard her story, like as far as where she was when it happened. She won't talk about it right now. This is what she's saying. She still doesn't want to talk about it. I would assume that she would have, because it happened as everyone was streaming out, Mm -hmm. that she was still probably somewhere in the building. Yeah, she would have been in backstage. Yeah. She probably would have been like, you know, just Aww. unwinding, changing, whatever. Uh, actually, she probably was just backstage because this happened right as people were leaving. Yeah, well, they planned it yeah. that way, so right? She's probably talking to a couple of people in the hallways, yeah. in the back, you know, whatever area of the arena. And then the, you know, I'm sure security would have grabbed her mm-hmm. and probably, you know, her, her the frightening part of her experience would have started right at that moment because they would have been concerned for her safety because they wouldn't have known how many bombs there were yep. at this point. And I'm trying to remember, like, there were a lot of people, I think it was 23 people who died and another, you know, almost 200 people who were injured. Oh, and you think about terrible. what kind of scar that would leave just knowing that all those people were there to see you. And it makes me think about the fact that, you know, my daughter's a huge Ariana Grande fan and she just played in Toronto and she went with all her friends. Mm -hmm. And it gives you perspective into like, you know, the type of people that are going to these shows Mm -hmm. and these groups of girls that have saved all their money and looked forward to it for six months and then to have something like this happen. Mm -hmm. And you think about what they saw, you know, what the the little kids saw when they were. And apparently it was it was really hard to look at. Because people were... Well, I can only imagine. I don't even want to think about it. No. Um, And there was something else with Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. She just played Coachella. Do you know who she played with on stage? Who she brought up? NSYNC. (laughs) Without Justin Timberlake, of course. Oh, he wasn't there? He wasn't there, no. (laughs) He was, quote, too busy wrapping up his tour. Yeah. Uh, I have some audio of that. You want to hear it? Sure. Okay. And she's covering an NSYNC song. Although I guess it's not a cover when the band's there. Someone told me she got paid $8 million to perform at Coachella. Eight mil. Eight million bucks. Wow. U.S. One night. Wow. Yeah, that's festival money. By the way, if you know nothing about like music acts and stuff like that, when they play a festival, their band fee is usually like five times what it might be to, oh, is it? if they're on tour. Because when they do a tour, they usually put a whole collection of dates together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for her to do Scotiabank Arena, I have no idea what her band fee would be, but I would guess in the area of like one to $2 million or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then there may be a bunch of expenses that come out of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she got paid just under $10 million for Coachella. Yeah, she's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing well. Still pretty good. <laughs> Must be with nice. that, I mean, aside from all the, you know, stuff that she's dealing with, post-traumatic stress disorder and oh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Should be pretty crazy. Um, here's something that might make you laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a dad 
who's gone viral because his son was turning five and he came out of a car. He's out on the front lawn. He wanted to celebrate uh, the birthday. And so he brought a confetti cannon, one of those handheld ones. Nice. Except when he went to um, pull it to explode the confetti, it was pointed in the wrong way. So instead of shooting in the air, it got him right in the crotch. <laughs> wife's laugh i think he's doing it because she's filming the whole thing no but you, didn't you hear the little five-year-old was that i think that's the wife listen <laughs> oh, my God. oh yeah you're right <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, kid learned a few words that day <laughs> that's adorable where did you learn the f word well it was my fifth birthday my dad blew up a cannon into his crotch didn't sound like it hurt too bad is America's Funniest Video still on TV? Because that's like classic example of something you'd see on that yeah, show. Yeah, it's all crotch shots, really. Pretty much. Uh, is there anything else here I wanted to play? Uh, Weezer playing a cover of uh, No Scrubs with one of the remaining members of TLC. Scrub is a guy that thinks he's fine. He's also known as a buster. Always talk about what he wants. He just sits on his That might have been at Coachella, too. I was just going to say, where is this? Uh, it could have been Coachella as well. Audio's not that great, though. But there you go. Just uh, plowing through some stuff that I've just sort of had in the old inbox. What are you saving all the good stuff for the podcast? Uh, yeah. Uh, should I have saved this? Should I have played this on the air? Oh, some of the audio is pretty fun. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, I got Madonna. You want to hear a little sample? Actually, you know what? By the time you're hearing this, the new song might be out. But Madonna's on the verge of releasing a new album, and she is talking about the album, which is called Madam X. And in the process, she's playing a sneak listen to one of the songs. The thing that hurt the most was that I wasn't I decided to call my record Madam X. Madam X is a secret agent. I am Madam X. Traveling around the world, changing identities, fighting for freedom. freedom. The thing with Madonna that I um, I find interesting and unfortunate is that she didn't evolve into a singer that performs for older people. Like, she's still trying to... Was it the last album? She was all over the Molly and MDMA yeah. and all that. And she was just trying to yeah. stay grounded in that culture. Whereas I think she should have done kind of what Brian Adams did <laughs> and turn into my mom's artist. No, Madonna can't do that. Have you gone to one of her shows? But she's going to... You know what the problem is? Is she's going to end up in between where she won't be relevant for anybody. She'll be... What's that zone in... Um, in the Netflix show there, Stranger Things, the Upside oh, Down World. the Upside Down She's World. She's going to be in the Upside Down World where young people aren't going to care about her uh-huh. because it's, you know, she's this woman who's uh, 60 and, you know, they're not going to relate to her. 
And then she's not going to relate to the other people that grew up with her, you know, when they were 20 and she was coming out with like a virgin okay. because she's still trying to target the young people. Yeah, it's the, it's a dance record, isn't it? Well, it's a dance record. it might be. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but the last one seemed like she was down here when she should be up here. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. You want her to put out like a Barbara Streisand type record? Well, may, well <laughs> I, I don't know if that would be the best example, but I think Brian Adams is a good one. I haven't heard his new stuff. Well, like, exactly. But your mom has. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there was a time where Brian Adams was an artist for young people. Yeah. You know, Corey Hart <laughs> or someone like that. I'm does, trying to think of Corey examples. Does Corey Hart have a new record? Yeah, out? he does. Yeah, you know what? You know, no. who, you know who's excited about it? Your, Your mom. mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's not trying to be relevant to 22-year-olds anymore. Because he's 50-something. Maybe Madonna likes to go to the clubs and party. Yeah. She might. But I still don't think... She's still the old person who's there. You know what I mean? If you're at a rave, you see some older people every now and then. And look, I love... I experienced dancing a little later in my life. Yes. Like, in, I remember in Vegas, I had the best time at the clubs dancing with all these people. Yes. All the, you know, and, but I still felt like I was aging out a little bit. <laughs> and I'm nowhere near 60. Right. <laughs> so I just feel... I'm a little worried. For, not worried for her because she'll be fine. I just feel like it's a little unfortunate that uh. she hasn't graduated to a new era of her music well she might i mean she's certainly been versatile like remember when she was doing like don't cry for me uh argentina Argentina. yeah 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 she was you know she's evolved she's got some range yeah and she should have continued on that track (laughs) well yeah she did that um, avita avita that's what it was Mm -hmm. and then she went back in and she was doing songs about molly yeah has anyone seen molly like trying to use lingo that her kids probably taught her Mm -hmm. anyway I'll be in the same boat. Yeah. Pretty soon I'll be on like light rock, easy favorites, (laughs) 102.7. It's Tucker. Hey, you hear what the kids are talking about today? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It happens to everybody. You know what? We might already be there. (laughs) Just so you know. I'm sure in my kids' eyes, yeah. Yes. Uh, That's it for this sucker. Here's your G-Wagon, Mara. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Help us show up on other people's radar by giving it a five-star review. Certainly if you listen through Apple Podcast. Spotify, you can't rate it, unfortunately. Oh, but yeah. But uh, even if you have the app, just subscribe to it on uh, Apple and give us a five-star review. It really does help. Or four and a half is cool. No. <laughs> always say that. Uh, Bondus. Take care, man. See ya. Have a good one. Say sorry to your dad for us. It's yeah. our, tell him it's our fault. Sorry, old man Lou. It's definitely Tucker and Moore's fault. Yeah. You could have lied. You could have said three. We would have been impressed with that. <laughs> three is still impressive. <laughs> I know. Still impressive. Two would be impressive for me. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Turn the kitchen counter to